Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Mari Llewellyn, and I'm the host of the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. A couple of years ago, I went through a huge transformation. And although I got a lot of attention for losing weight and discovering my passion for weightlifting, there was a lot more to that before and after than what a few pics could ever capture. On the Pursuit of Wellness, you can expect tons of information from experts about optimizing your body and mind. I'll also be sharing some triumphs and struggles from my own personal life. I'm on this journey with you, so you can definitely count on my podcast to give you that weekly dose of encouragement we all need as we pursue things that make us feel our very best inside and out. Tune into the Pursuit of Wellness every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. So today we're going to do an Ask P episode, but at first I wanted to recap this weekend, do content corner, because I had just had maybe one of the funniest weekends of my life. So I went to Scottsdale with a big group of girls and some guys for my my best friend Kelsey's birthday. And we all stayed in a house together. And it was me, my friend Sophie, my friend Iman, Tori, and then my friend Megan, who Megan and I kind of had a falling out like a couple years ago and just like never really ever saw each other ever. So like we just hadn't really talked. So that was like kind of a funny thing to approach, like approach the weekend with was like this like reconvening. (laughs) So anyway, we started off, we started off there. We also had Kelsey's brother, Patrick and his friend Robbie and his other friend Shiffy there. It was just a really fun house of people all together. So we get to Scottsdale and it's one of those weekends too, where like, you know, like when everyone's just kind of having the best time ever and all these like little funny things just continuously keep happening and you just feel like you've been giggling for like truly 72 hours. So we got to Scottsdale on Friday. I flew in on Friday and we went to go like get, you know, all set up in this house and we ended up going out on Friday and my friend Megan was nice enough to book makeup for Kelsey and I also got to get on the makeup situation and we took some cute photos and everything and then we had some dinner at the house and we went to what's the place we went to oh Casa Amigos we got a table at Casa Amigos in Scottsdale and I really like Casa Amigos by the way so anyway we get this table and just the funniest little things were happening the entire night my friend Sophie who by the way is like literally six feet tall she ended up spraining both of her ankles because she stepped down off of the table and just like literally collapsed like as if you're crushing a soda can. Like I've never seen anything like this. And luckily slash unluckily for her, my friend Iman was taking photos of her from behind, like talking to this cute guy she was trying to impress. And we caught the fall on a live photo. And it's not allowed to see the light of day because she's so embarrassed, but it was honestly I mean, she's she's okay overall, so we're good. She can walk and everything. But she, I have never seen a person go down harder in my entire life. So the whole next day she was limping around because one ankle was like so fucked, like so swollen. And the other one is just like bruised. She ended up on Sunday when she went home 
asking if she could pre-board her flight because she was injured. And she said that everyone else was like in wheelchairs. And so she was embarrassed when she was pre-boarding. So she had to exaggerate her limp, which is just like the funniest, most dramatic thing I've ever heard. Also on, on Friday, we went to Iman's, one of her guy friends tables to grab a shot. And I'm talking to this guy who's sitting down. So I can't see how large he is. He's sitting down. He's talking to me. He's like, yeah, I'm from Texas. Yada, yada, yada. And I have no idea who this person is. I'm just like chatting away. And he said something about how he played basketball. And I was like, oh, really? Like, I wouldn't have guessed because he was sitting down. I didn't see how tall he was. So the whole weekend, we're like, who was that guy? Like, he was he was just like, I was he told Iman's friend. He's like, I'm obsessed with your friend's energy. She's so funny. And I'm like, I don't know. I was being funny, but okay. His name is DeAndre Jordan. And he is like a very famous basketball player. And I was like, oh, does it like I looked this man dead in the eyeballs and was like, it doesn't really look like you play basketball. He is highly famous. So just little things like that were happening as well. What else happened? Oh, we went to Cake, which is my friend Kelsey's favorite place one of the nights. And I, <laughs> one, thought I saw my ex there. So I was about to freak out. But then it was actually this guy. I don't remember his name. Let me tell you guys. I won't shut up about him. He is the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life with my own two eyeballs. Like, so, so fucking hot. So his friends pull us up to their table and they all play football in Phoenix. And they're all being super nice, actually. The guy that I thought was so hot was in a relationship. And he said that like multiple times to my friend because my friend kept being like, my friend thinks you're you're cute. And he was like, I'm in a relationship, which just made him hotter that he's loyal to his girlfriend. I'm like, now you're even hotter. So this is upsetting. It's like one of those things where like, had he been a cheater or something, I would have thought he was not cute anymore. But then I would have been able to bang him maybe. But because he's not a cheater, he's now hotter, but I won't be able to bang him. So it's like a weird, it's like a weird dichotomy. But truly, I I don't think I've ever seen a hotter guy in my entire life. It was monumental. I felt like I was at church when I was looking at him. It was beautiful. I, again, not going to say his name on the on the podcast <laughs> because he is in a relationship, but he was so fucking hot. That evening ended up being kind of a shit show as well. Before, by the way, we went to this club where I saw the hot guy. We went to a DJ set for some of our friends. They have like it's a DJ group called the Lost Kings. So we went to this DJ set at a random casino and it was me, Iman, our friend Tori, and then Kelsey and her brother Patrick and the boys And little did we know that in this DJ set, every time the beat was going to drop, it was going to rain on the audience. So we have done our hair and makeup. We are looking cute. We're ready to like get a little drunk and then go to the club later. We (laughs) were soaking wet, like literally (laughs) full rain every time the beat would drop. And I don't know why we stayed in that area because we kept being like, that was definitely the last one. And then like it wasn't the last one. So it got to the point where we were just like, enjoying it. I looked over at the end of the night and Iman is just sitting there like waiting for the rain because she was so happy about it. We went straight to the club after that where I saw the cute boy. Um, Anyway, so that was that was the last night. And just throughout the weekend, we just had all these like on Saturday, we just hung out by the pool at the Avant stay we were staying in. And me and Iman got custom Kelsey swimsuits. So we each chose a photo of Kelsey that we love and we put them all of her swimsuits. So mine was a bikini and it was a photo of her where she accidentally got too too drunk in an Uber once. And instead of applying her lip gloss, she actually put mascara on her lips. So she has like full mascara all over her mouth and she's dying laughing. So I got that like the photo of her face and it's like an all over print swimsuit just with Kelsey's face all over it. Iman has this one. Unfortunately, the money on the photo didn't get put on a swimsuit, but it's like from, from Kelsey to strip club, like putting money <laughs> on her face and her saying those. That's like one of the best moments or best gifts. It's just like one of those funny things we wore Kelsey on, our, on ourselves all day. Highly recommend the website I use is called Face Swimsuit. And it's kind of one of the best bikini, like the best fitting bikinis I've ever had in my entire life. Like I need to find another way to wear that swimsuit because it fits so well and it's so comfortable. So facewimsuit.com. There you go. That's pretty much it. There was like a little bit of drama, but it wasn't my own personal drama. So 
it just became kind of a funny topic of conversation for me at least. So it was overall a 10 out of 10 weekend. Like I don't think I've had a funnier weekend of my entire life. And none of us, not a single one of us kissed a boy the entire weekend. So it was feral in its own way. And I'm not going to include all of the feral moments because it's just my friends have jobs, but it was also wholesome because there was no kissing of any boys of any kind. We did kiss each other, obviously, as we do. But that was that was this last weekend. I am swollen. I am puffy. I am tired. And today I am off on a little trip to Newport, actually. So we're going back to back to back. And then also this weekend coming up after you're listening to this is Iman's birthday. And I am taking her to Beyonce for her birthday. It's going to be so fun on Saturday. And then we're going to do a little dinner for her on Sunday as well. And I'll post all about it. But highly recommend a Scottsdale trip for the birthday. It's Kelsey's 30th birthday. So we kind of felt like we were doing like a little bachelorette party for her. And again, we used a company called Avant Stay, A-V-A-N-T Stay, just because we wanted to get a big house out there and had a pool. And it was it was really nice. Uh, what else can I say about this weekend? Oh, the dress I wore, I've worn now three times and I finally got photos in it. The other two times I wore this dress, it's like this, my favorite dress in the entire world. It's from Revolve. It's from Majorelle. And it's green. It looks like a Tinkerbell dress. I also just bought it in white. Hopefully it's in in time for Beyonce. But this dress I've worn now three times. The first two times that I wore it was actually in Scottsdale for Super Bowl. And then for a weekend I was visiting Kelsey. And I never like whenever I go out with my friends, I don't really think about like content. Like I'm not taking photos as much as one would think. And I usually just like get all the pictures of myself (laughs) that I post on my Instagram from weekends are from my friend's phones or like their cameras that I have to steal from them. So I didn't take any photos in this dress. I was so sad, but I finally got the photos in this dress, but I will be wearing it again. It's the, it's the sisterhood of the traveling dress. I have lent it out to plenty of people, but it is in in stock on Revolve right now. I don't remember what it's called, but I'll link it in my Instagram. I'll just put it in the recent links folder and you guys can go click on it there. The white one's so cute too. So tune in for that one for this weekend. Note to Self is sponsored by BetterHelp. So as we all know, if you've been here for a hot second, I am a huge proponent of therapy. I think therapy is for absolutely everyone, no matter what you're going through at the moment. It's just really, really nice to have someone to talk to. And especially in this case, like a professional, that is ideal. So I know in our 20s and as I've gone through my 20s thus far, it's easy to feel uncertain about where you're going in life or what the right path is for you. Because a lot of the time we're just trying to figure out ourselves first to even understand what we're supposed to be doing here. So maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs some TLC, whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. And we're all about trusting ourselves here on Note to Self. So personally, I started therapy when I was in college and I was a little hesitant at first. It seemed like a little bit overwhelming, but it quickly became something that was extremely helpful at that point in my life, especially. And I have loved being able to find therapists that really work for me. So for me personally, therapy has given me a lot of positive coping skills. It really taught me how to start setting boundaries and not feel guilty about those boundaries, which is definitely something I'm asked about a lot on episodes like this, like the SP episode. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it really isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma in their life. It really is for everybody. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You'll just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. When I tell you my therapist in college absolutely changed my life, it is so important to find a therapist that works for you and I love that BetterHelp makes it easy to switch therapists if you're feeling like it's not quite the right match. That is so, so, so key. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash note to self today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash note to self. So I know, as we've been talking about with summer winding down, it's a little bit of a sore subject to talk about summer ending and getting into fall. But one thing I will say about fall, though I'm not much of a pumpkin spice girl, to be quite honest, um, I love, love fall outfits. 
one of my favorite seasons for sure to dress for. Uh, I'm lo- I love summer and fall. Those are my two favorites. So I'm actually really excited to get serious about my fall wardrobe, but I don't want to get too serious. And that's why I love Newly. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Renting from Newly every month lets me bring seriously trending fall pieces into my wardrobe. So like I'm thinking like the quiet luxury stuff like tailored blazers and chunky knits, as well as formal dresses without dropping serious cash. So like I said, Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. So for just $98 a month, you're going to get your choice of any six styles each month. So you choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on, whether it's going to be more casual or if you have like an event or something of the month. I'm loving their event dressing. I actually got a few event style dresses and my latest shipment. I don't really have anything to dress for, but I was like, you know, I'm going to get some cute pics or something. Maybe do a TikTok for y'all. You're also going to get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. So there's everything from party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly carries labels like Free People, Selkie, Farm Rio, Anthropology, Madewell, and A Goldie, which are absolutely some of my top favorites. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. They offer fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facilities, so no laundry for you to worry about here. And you have the option to buy what you love, sometimes up to 70% off. Renting from Newly means getting to wear more while spending less. You can curb that must-buy-something-new feeling you get when there are events on the calendar while still feeling confident and excited about your wardrobe. This is specific to weddings for me. Like, I love Newly for a wedding. Newly lets you love fashion in a way that's kinder on the planet. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Clothes are cleaned using energy and water-efficient methods, and styles are repaired rather than thrown out. Also, it's flexible. There are no late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel, so no big deal if you lose a button or spill something, or you just need to take a break. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code NOTE TO SELF20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code NOTE TO SELF20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's NUULY.com, Newly with two U's, with code NOTE TO SELF20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So let's move on to content corner real quick. I have two very important TikTok accounts that I need y'all to go follow. So the first one is called at niche manifestations. And it's just, like, people requesting manifestations and this person putting, like, lovely, wellnessy spiritual music to these manifestations. And one of them is, like, manifestation for McDonald's soft serve. Can you manifest the bus drivers are nice to me on tomorrow going to work? Can you do one for not having pink eye? Thank you. Can you make one for IBS? And they are hilarious. I can't play any of them right now, but they're so funny. So go look at niche manifestations. I feel like that account is going to blow up. And then another account I recently started following, this one's bigger, is the Sed Life, C-E-D, Cedric, Sed is short for Cedric. So basically this woman makes gourmet meals for her dogs, her one dog, and they are so involved and the dog is so well behaved. Like she made Korean barbecue, she's got oxtail stew, she's like roasting it for four hours and this dog is so well behaved and she like plates it all perfectly. It is so freaking cute. So you'll have to go look at the said life and niche manifestations. Oh, I'm also obsessed with Nara Smith, I think is her name. It's N-A-R-A-A-Z-I-Z-A Smith. She is possibly the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life. 
And her, I'm assuming, husband, I think he's like kind of famous, is also beautiful and their children are beautiful. And she's always doing something like wholesome and cooking. And I'm just obsessed with her and her energy. So highly recommend that follow as well. I'm obsessed with her. And that's it for Content Corner today. All TikTok related. Let's see. Iman sending me photos of her Beyonce options. Also, another side note, Kelsey found out yesterday that she thinks she broke her foot. <laughs> she fell off a table. So Kelsey and Sophie now were leaving with, with three broken slash sprained feet from this weekend. Okay, yeah, that's it for Content Corner from me. So let's get into the Ask P of it all. So I just selected, as per usual, about five questions. Yeah, four or five to answer. I would say a lot of the ones I'm getting recently are relationship related. So a lot of these are going to be that. And I kind of want to just fire off my first answer. So as I always say before the SP starts, you know your life better than I ever will know your life. This is just for fun, entertainment purposes. This is, I can really only make decisions based on my own perspective, my own opinions. I can't really be in your brain understanding what's going on. So I am not, quote, right in any scenario. All right. Because there could be a lot that I'm missing here. And I also don't ever want to come off as judgmental like ever. So if I'm making a decision or like if I'm having an opinion on your situation or your life or if you're in a similar one to this, just know I still love you. Even if I don't agree, maybe, or if I say something that you're like, oh, I'm offended by that. I don't mean to be offensive. Okay. I just, I need to have like an opinion or else I'm just sitting here like saying nothing, obviously. So don't take it too serious. Sometimes I do have to take a stance just for shits and giggles. I will say I actually posted a, a reel that's going relatively viral recently. And it's always when I say something inflammatory about like women. So like I like did something where I said like female friendships are so sweet and I'm sad male, like male friendships or men sometimes can't experience what it's like to be in a female friendship. Because last week's episode was so wholesome and like all my all the girlfriends are writing each other handwritten notes and surprising each other with coffee and flowers and like holding each other while we cry. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's so pure, right? Obviously, Instagram reels, the boys have a lot to say about that. And also girls are like, well, actually, you don't have any real male friends then because yada, 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 yada. So obviously, when you miss the point of the entire episode and you just hear that, I can understand how it's inflammatory. But I've noticed every time I have an opinion it gets more views, obviously. And the hate is so real. And I have been trolling people in that comment section because it's just so funny to me. Um, but anyway, so I do need to say I need to make I have to take a stance, obviously. So you don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. Um, it's not that serious. All right. OK, so we're starting with number one. Hi, P. I recently found your podcast and don't know how I lived without you. That is so pure. Thank you. I love your outlook on life and love listening. My question is on setting boundaries. I often struggle with saying no when people ask me to do things and feeling guilty. I feel like I risk my own happiness because I have FOMO or feel guilty if I don't do a favor for a friend, especially if it's a big ask, something I'd never ask of them. Thank you. Can't wait for more note to self episodes. Okay, so for me, when I think of boundaries, especially at this point in my life, about to enter my 30s, I think of Creating boundaries, and I'm a visual person, so I like to have a visual. My boundaries are the house that I live in. So if I don't have any boundaries, I'm living outside on the street, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. I want to feel safe, and I want to feel taken care of. And for me, I build my own house with my boundaries. So I don't need to, like, live in a castle with a fucking moat and, like, alligators, you know, in the water. But I like to picture my house that I'm building with these boundaries as just enough to keep me safe and comfortable and out of the rain and out of the storms and warm at night and maybe with a little security system on it so <laughs> so I don't get broken into. And I, I think about this visual and it makes me feel less guilty for having boundaries because it makes me feel like, oh, I'm just keeping myself safe and comfortable as I would in my own apartment at night. So I would think about it, one, if it helps you to look at it like that. That's, it really has helped me to look at it like that. I also think, like, on the FOMO piece, I don't really get FOMO that much because, obviously, like, this weekend was so, so, so fun, and I would have been really sad had I missed it. But there's going to be more weekends like that. There's going to be more opportunities like that. Like, I 
I picture myself having a good time with my friends for the rest of my life. So FOMO for me, I'm like, you know what? If I need to say no or if I'm just not feeling up for it, it doesn't really exist in my book. And also you kind of have to like, I try to, and it, maybe it's like the the villain era mindset of it all, which there is an episode on villain era. I think to myself, if I really have to about FOMO, like I convince myself that the party is wherever I am, even if that's just on my couch, smoking a J at night <laughs> by myself, that's where the party is. So I, I avoid FOMO that way. And I also think it's not, if you're around people that, that, you know, if if you creating your boundaries with your friends actually steers them away from you, I don't think that those are your friends. So I think creating boundaries is a really solid way to find out who your friends are because your friends and people who care about you are going to respect those boundaries. Of course, you can explain yourself too because like I feel like sometimes if you're harsh about setting boundaries, you just say, no, I don't want to do that and then like walk away. People don't respond to that well. So I would say like, no, this is a boundary or don't, you don't have to say boundary, but hey, like, no, I can't do that this weekend or no, I'm not available for that because I'm not a good place mentally or I feel like I'm overworked right now. I'm overwhelmed or I need some alone time. Like some little explanation is, is very helpful. I don't think you need to try to prove yourself from like a, like a insecure standpoint, but I feel like definitely explaining to your friends that you care about why you're saying no to something is a good idea. And if they're your friends, they're going to understand. So I think that setting boundaries, like I said, I feels it feels like a practice and friendship. And I've done this in the past, like probably five-ish years. I've had a couple, like I'd say two people that I maybe have had a falling out with and people have just distanced from because I felt like if I made boundaries, it created drama. And I don't want that to be the case. And I'm actually watching some of my friends go through that right now where like, I'm very proud of them for setting boundaries with, you know, other people. And those boundaries are not being, watching them not be respected. It's just interesting to watch how, as my friends and I all grow up, we're all noticing like, okay, setting boundaries is a very important part of friendships or any relationship. And you cannot have, you, you don't know who your real friends are unless you, it's not a test really, but unless you like really share your truth their boundaries in this case, and they respect that truth. So anyway, that's been a really wonderful lesson I've learned in my 20s so far, and I'll be 30 in mm, four or five months. And it's something I'm definitely bringing with me into my 30s. It's very freeing to build that little house around yourself and feel safe and then invite the right people in. You know what I mean? With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you to move, eat, and sleep well, Weston Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. Okay, how many times have you been on a trip and you're like, all right, we're going on this trip. I'm packing. I'm packing exercise clothes for every single day. I'm packing my supplements. I'm packing my various wellness powders. I have a plan. I'm like, you know what? This time, Peyton, we're going to stay on track. We're going to be healthy because this trip, we're going to feel better. And then day two, it goes completely out the window. I return home. All my supplements have not been taken. Not a single exercise piece of clothing has been worn. So this kills me because if I stay at a hotel that makes wellness easy for me, it would be an absolute game changer. So at Weston, you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. Maintain your focus in a Weston workout fitness studio equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear available on demand through Weston's gear lending program, which I think I would kind of go for that option, especially the recovery gear. I love that stuff. So after that, you can nourish yourself. Eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, so you can choose what's right for you based on your desired portion size and nutritional balance. Weston makes it easier for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. And then we're moving on. You can also sleep well. You can recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. Wind down with 
Sleep Well Lavender Balm, which eases tensions and soothes the senses. So this is truly, like I said, again, my absolute dream. I'm loving that Weston is taking on this role of like really trying to keep us all accountable to ourselves. And when I'm traveling, I feel like I need to nourish myself and hydrate more and get more movement in generally, not so much in like a stressful way. Like I don't want to stress about it. And what I love about this is Weston's kind of just like handing it to you on a silver platter, how to be healthy. You don't have to think about it for one second. Okay. Weston Hotels and Resorts is part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award-winning travel program. I'm very familiar with the Marriott Bonvoy travel program. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Weston. So we've talked on Note to Self about my morning routine and how I kind of like to keep it short and sweet and simple. I cannot go through a thousand steps right when I wake up in the morning. It's just not my style. But I do like to have my little morning habits, like getting some sunlight in my eyes right in the morning. I try to get out of bed instead of laying in bed for too long. One thing I do every single morning, whether I'm at home or I'm traveling, is drink my AG1. It is my morning habit that makes me feel like I'm really taking control over my health and it just makes me feel good. So I gave AG1 a try because I don't like taking a ton of different supplements and I kind of just want a single solution that supports my entire body and can cover my nutritional bases every day. So we all want to feel healthy, right? Like I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune support. I don't want to take a ton of vitamins and pills, like I said, and I want a supplement that doesn't taste horrible. So knowing all of this, I gave AG1 a try quite a while ago, actually. And I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day, like before I make my coffee. I'll usually wait to have my coffee until like an hour, hour and a half after I wake up. But AG1 is like the first thing that goes in my body. And it makes me feel one hydrated because you're drinking a full like cup of water. And then also makes me just feel more energized over time. It makes me feel like my immune system is running properly. I just feel healthier. Like I feel a little more invigorated on top of the fact that it's like a dopamine hit to have that habit every single morning. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live a healthier, happier, and better without having to complicate your routine. Because again, we know I hate (laughs) excessive steps. I just, I want it to be simple. So every scoop of AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give you major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. AG1 is delivered to me every single month, so it's really easy to make it a daily habit. I also have the single serving AG1 travel packs, so I never have to miss a day when I'm out and about or traveling. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash note to self. That's drinkag1.com slash note to self. Check it out. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay, number two. Hi, Peyton. I'm in a long-distance relationship with my boyfriend. We met for the first time in December and straight away saw each other every day for two weeks before he had to go back to the U.S. I live in Germany. He had a chance to go back to Europe for most of the summer, and since May, we spent as much time together as we possibly could. I work, and he plays sport professionally. During the time he was away, we FaceTime almost every day and kept in touch as as much as possible with a nine-hour time difference. We became an official couple over the summer. I'm very sad about him going back to the States. We won't see each other for three months until I fly for a week's, for a few weeks to the States to be with him. What is your best for long, long distance relationship advice? My boyfriend and I are good at keeping touch and FaceTiming 
Um, I'm also someone who's very independent and has her own shit going on. I wanted to know how you kept a spark alive in a long distance relationship. How do you stay close and connected? Okay, so I've actually had two long distance relationships and I've had one like distance relationship, but it was like a shorter distance. My ex and I were at one point from L.A. to D.C. distance and we only had a three hour time difference, but that was such a bitch to deal with in itself. So I can't even imagine nine hours is insane. For me, my long distance rules that I I communicated very clearly before the start of that relationship was I need to see him once a month and I would stay for about a week or he would come see me. Um, but of course, he played sports. So it was easier for me during season to go see him unless he was playing in my city or I went to go meet him in a different city. So for me, it was I needed frequency to see him because in my past long distance relationships, I feel like the further, the longer I went without seeing someone, the more disconnected I felt, kind of like you're saying. So that was one of mine. The FaceTime every night was another one of mine. Of course, we skipped nights sometimes if, you know, we just couldn't make it work. Another thing I will say, because obviously you're saying you're going to be away from him for three months, which actually reminds me a lot of like when I was younger, my dad was a fighter pilot. He would be gone for like three to four months. And he actually, we couldn't talk to him every single day. And all the time, like the time difference from us in like the Middle East was a lot. So it was a completely different situation. But I know it's doable because I lived in the military world for so long and like those guys would be gone forever. Like or like, let's say a Marine or a guy in the army has gone for a freaking year. So it's definitely doable. Like people have relationships like that. In this situation, I think what I would do is. I would. Keep obviously up with the FaceTiming and keeping up with each other's lives, but I would like have like fun FaceTime dates or do something interactive that is more than just a FaceTime, maybe. So like sometimes my ex and I would order each other meals like for dinner and then we would like have it delivered to our place and then we get on FaceTime and eat it and like actually be cute. Like I would actually put makeup on and look super cute. And we would just do little things like that. We would play the we're not really strangers game, the the dating or relationship pack, just so we could be on FaceTime and like talk about something more interesting. Obviously, the sending of TikToks or like little gifts and like little surprises like that. I feel like it helps you feel like you're more connected than you are. I honestly wasn't big on like FaceTime sex or anything like that. It just like wasn't really for me. But I also did see him a week out of every month. And we just like weren't big on that. But I know a lot of long distance relationships that would be like a tip someone would give. So maybe if that's for you, like get involved. I know there's also like I don't know if it would work all the way in Germany, but there's like vibrators you can use that your partner can control it from somewhere else. But I just don't know if you have to be like physically in the same space or if you could be across the entire world. I have no idea. Maybe look into that one as well if that's for you. But overall, I feel like creating special moments as if you're having date nights and stuff is really important in long distance relationships, especially if you're not going to see him for three months. And I think that that's how we kind of kept the spark alive because we get excited for like, okay, Thursday, FaceTime, like we're going to do a little dinner swap and like you surprise me and I surprise you. And it's just the little things like that that make it fun. Again, the sending of little gifts is also really cute. Nudes, obviously, you can get creative with that. I had a friend who dated a guy who was a paratrooper, so he was gone a lot. And she was like, I'm just always finding new ways to like pose and nudes or like she's like would like censor herself with like various items like a plant or something and just like random shit like that. Get creative. That would be my number one tip is just to get creative with the the time you're spending, even though you're physically apart. All right. Number three. Oh, also to add on to that one, definitely make sure you're staying on top of each other's feelings about it all. Like make sure you're reconnecting about the relationship, about what you want for your future. And so also always have a, you know, a plan to see each other down the line. That was big for me. Like before I would leave our trip together, I would always have a plan to see him next or he would have a plan to come see me next. All right. Number three. Dear Peyton, first things first, I'm such a big fan of you and note to self. I truly feel like you're my cool older sister and you inspire me so much. Thank you so much. I love I love when I get the older sister comment. Also, my nose is starting to get really stuffy. So if I sound weird, y'all, sorry, I can't even breathe out of my nose right now. So this one's a little bit longer, but I wanted to read it. So she says, that being said, I want your advice on if I should break up with my boyfriend. The moment I started this question, I was like, juicy, it's going in for sure. Some context. I am 21 years old going into my last year of college and I've been going with my boyfriend, 22, 
for 10 months and officially dating for five. We met at a bar through a mutual friend, and after a few dates every couple of weeks or so, we got more serious. When I met him, I was getting towards the end of my year of celibacy, healing from thinking college hookup culture would turn into more. That's great. We, you know I love a celibate moment here. And I was focused on myself and not seeing other people. From the beginning, he has always been so great to me. He always pays, it gets me thoughtful gifts, takes me on dates regularly, completely respected the physical boundaries I had at the beginning of our relationship, and reassures me constantly. The only thing is he doesn't have his shit together. He comes from a pretty well-off background, so he's never had a job, is not pursuing a degree, and has just and has been just, quote, figuring it out for almost a year, for the almost year that I've known him. I'm a very driven person, and I have been working at least one job, usually more, since I was 16. I have always been passionate about getting an education, have had multiple internships, and have had big goals for my future career. I'm super young, so I didn't Really initially think of our relationship long term. This is the first serious-ish relationship I've ever had, and he is so great to me, so I was just living in the moment, but in the past few months, he's been talking about the future and how I'm the one. When I think about the type of partner I want for my future, it's someone who is driven, hardworking, and has big goals. We also have differing views on a few, quote, life things. I do love him, but I think a lot of things I like about him are in relation to how he treats me and not necessarily personal characteristics. If I weren't thinking about the future, I would be really happy living in the now with him. But knowing he sees the future with me makes me feel like I need to let him know I am not on the same page. If I don't see something long term, should I cut it off and just spend my last year of college focusing on myself, my friends and my future? So excited to hear what you think. Love, JK. So I thought this one was interesting because you are so aware of like your internal workings especially for being 21 to have this level of perspective is so impressive number one I'll just start there and for you to notice that the things that you like about him are in relation to how he treats you which is very important is huge I think that took me a long time to notice things like that so on the surface obviously this sounds great I think that for me to be in a relationship, I need to have the love with someone and I need to have the trust with someone. And I also need to respect the person and they need to respect me. And what stood out to me here is while you respect him as a human being, obviously base level as a human being, it doesn't seem like you respect his views and how he's choosing to live his life right now. And I think respect is a key component to a relationship. I don't think you can get by without respecting your partner, I think it will just turn into resentment or it seems to have in the situations I've noticed or I've I've been present for, not in my own, to be quite honest. But respect for me in relationships is important. I think every partner I've had, even if I wasn't in love with them, <laughs> I've always had the respect. Respect has been something I can't. I've always been impressed by them and the way they choose to live their lives. Not only how they treat me, because that's important too, but also how they choose to live their lives. And I think that if this person is talking about how you're the one, and he's not a love bomber, and he's being super serious, and you are almost confirming back to him by staying with him through this, that you agree with this situation, that you agree that y'all are working towards this future, and if you absolutely don't see a future with someone like this, I would personally try to cut it off out of respect for him, honestly, and to to focus on myself, like you're saying, your, yourself and your friends, because you're going to look back. If you know this is not the guy you want to be with, if you truly know that in your life and you know he's not fitting what you want, you're going to look back on your last years of college and be like, oh, then I was with that guy that like my ex that I just like obviously wasn't serious about. And you probably will miss out on so many fun things like the weekend I just had with my friends, because when you have a boyfriend, you're with them. It's fun. You, you want to be with your boyfriend a lot of the time. And I think that college for me, that time with my friends in college was so invaluable. It was so important. And we're friends to this day, probably because of all those amazing times we had in college. So for me, I'm just like a person that if I don't see a future with someone, I'm not going to be dating them anyway. It's just not, I've just always been that way. I kind of wish I would live more in the moment like this and just have the experience. Uh, I do want to note that in my last relationship, I thought I wanted a lot of things that I put on my head that I was like, okay, I'm supposed to want a guy who is X, Y, and Z things, who's a leader, who's super masculine, who's this, that, and the other thing. And like very, very driven and very, you know, whatever. With my ex, I would say for me, I'm the more ambitious one of us both. He also, luckily for him, was very good at baseball. So he was doing something ambitious almost accidentally. 
like he had the schedule put out in front of him and it was a very big career and it was something that was very difficult and a lot of people can accomplish. But overall, as a human being, he loves to chill. He loves to relax. I think partially I'll give him credit. I think it's because he works so hard at, at his sport that he, you know, would relax into it when he was not playing. But I'm a go, go, go all the time. There's no relaxing. And I actually learned to relax in that relationship. That's the, something that the relationship taught me I really needed to learn. But my point in saying all of this is I thought I wanted one thing. I thought I wanted the guy who walked into the room and the room revolved around him and he was super masculine. He's a, he's a leader. I'm from a military background. Like other guys I've dated, like I dated a Marine once. Like these guys are very, they're very like just the man, right? And I fell in love with someone, not that he wasn't the man, but he he wasn't like the the biggest dude in the room, personality wise. He wasn't he wasn't like the most insanely driven, we gotta get up and grind kind of individual. He was someone who was definitely more playful and more friendly and more fun and more relaxed and like kind of taught me to take things less seriously. And my whole life I thought I wanted one thing. And the reason I fell in love with him was because of something else. And I decided, like, obviously there are boundaries. There are things that I need in life. And you said that you have differing few views on a few, quote, life things. There are some life things that I absolutely cannot compromise. I don't want to be with someone who has differing views about certain things in life. And I know those things clearly in my head. But it's just interesting how what I thought I wanted in a person actually isn't what I ended up falling in love with. And the guys that I was going after that had all these qualities that I thought I was supposed to like, that I thought I did like, I never fell in love with them. So it's really interesting that you say that. So I would reflect on that for a hot second. Are you, you know, the life view thing is the thing that got me of this. Like, like I said, there's some things like the views in life that I'm just probably not going to date someone. Like I will respect everyone's views, but I probably wouldn't like date someone, for example, who is religious because I am personally not religious and I'm not planning on raising my kids in a religious home. I don't have an issue with anyone who chooses to do that on their own, like more power to you. Everyone has to make their decisions. My family is religious, for example, but it probably wouldn't be good for me to date someone and get married to someone and have children with someone who is because they'd probably want to raise their children in a religious home. And I do not. That's not to say like maybe my kids don't become religious on their own, totally their decision, but I'm just not planning to do so. And that's one of those examples. And when you say life things, I'm kind of feeling like you're going in in that kind of directions, like the value direction. But I would reflect on the fact is, are you are you saying you like the hard worker because it's like you? Because, again, I thought I liked someone that would be more like me. And I ended up really valuing and falling in love with someone and learning from someone who is not like me at all. And we're like each other in a lot of ways, but not in like the ambition kind of way. He's much more relaxed than me. That's my only real relationship I have to like nod to in this situation. But I think if you know in your heart of hearts, if you're just not feeling it, it's not for you in the future. I think my final answer is you should end it for both of your sakes, especially because you want to look at that last year of college and be like giggling with your friends 10 years later about stupid stuff you were doing or fun stuff you were doing together. And if your boyfriend's always around, it's always going to be one of those things like, oh, and then, you know, my ex was doing this. Like, it's just it dampens the vibe. OK. All right. So number four, I felt that this one was kind of similar. OK, let's see. So my best friend in the world just started dating a, quote, potential guy. To preface, she is the most wonderful human. She's selfless, intelligent, stunning and deserves the very best there is. She has mentioned this guy's name a few times over the past six months, but I thought that she just saw him as a cute guy in her office that she kissed one time after the co-workers went out for drinks. We talked about how there are aspects of him that she wishes were different, and she was very adamant about not wanting to have him, quote, change for her. She called me a few days ago and said she's going to date him and see where it goes. On one hand, I want her to be open-minded and explore a variety of men, but she has clearly stated that their values, lifestyles, and the sort don't align at the moment. How should I proceed and what advice should I give her as her best friend? Okay. I've had this moment with one of my friends, actually Laurel, who's now married with and carrying a child, dated a guy in college, my best friend from college, dated this guy, and I did not like him at all. Like, he was fine on his own, but I was like, not for you. Like, you are perfect. I personally didn't say anything because it was actually like a friend of the boyfriend of one of our other friends and I didn't want to like make her mad about it. So I just like was always like a little standoffish, but he was 
point blank not good enough for her at all. Like we laugh about it today, but like back then I was just like, oh my God, what, what is happening right now? I was so stressed. So I know the feeling exactly because I saw my friend like as perfect. I'm like, you are literally perfect. You deserve the best. And now she does have the best, by the way. But anyway, I would approach with caution. I would definitely share your opinion. And I think, again, if she's saying that they don't align, there are aspects of him that she wishes were different. I think anyone, no one's perfect, right? Like, you're going to date someone. There are going to be things about them that you're like, nah, I don't love that so much. As long as it's not a value-based issue or crossing, like I said a million times, a boundary of yours, it's something you can get over. Like you just, everyone has flaws, right? But the way you're wording this makes me feel like it's like a little bit more serious than just like, oh, I don't like the way he wears that one shirt too much this month. Like it's just not like those things, obviously you could we buy him a new shirt and it's over, right? Um, but this is sounding a little more serious than that. So I would be there for your friend. I wouldn't bring too much negativity in her life about this because you don't want it to like wreck the friendship. And sometimes like, you know, when your friend has like this idea in mind, she's going to date this guy, you kind of have to just like let them and you can't like complain about it too much because then she's not going to tell you anything. And then there's going to be like a rift in the, in the scenario. I feel like that's how it normally goes. So I'd be open to listening to her. And when she asks for your opinion, share it. And if she doesn't ask for your opinion, I would just kind of be supportive of her and her decisions and her life choices and don't go too far into like, well, I hate him and he's not good enough for you. Because again, I think that will make some people kind of distance or shut down. But I would I would gracefully share your opinion and why you think this. Let's see. She's clearly stated that their values, lifestyles and the sort don't align at the moment. <laughs> I think that's that's a pretty big red flag. And I think that Maybe you can tell her that in so many words. But again, for the most part, I would just support her in what she's doing and tell her you're there for her if she needs to talk. And if she's ever venting about it, you know, I would do the the classic, like, do you want advice or do you just want me to listen to you kind of moment? And I would give her as much reassurance in her own self and stroke her ego as much as you can, because we all know a confident woman isn't going to stay with a guy who doesn't align well with them and does suck. So I would make sure that she's feeling as confident and good about herself as possible. So she's not leaning on this relationship out of insecurity because that's when you see it kind of going wrong when like your friend starts getting insecure about how you feel and they don't tell you things. And then she's with this guy that might not make her feel the best. But like when he does make her feel good, she feels really good because now he's like giving her attention and is making her confident. But if she can get that confidence from herself and her friends, I feel like women never a woman would never date a shitty guy. You know what I mean? So keep her confidence up. I think that's a special a special skill and tip in that situation. And also, like I said, don't overshare. Ask if she wants your advice or just support because you don't want to scare her away. <laughs> All right, the last one. All right, this one says, I hooked up with one of my guy best friends and now I'm absolutely panicking that it is going to ruin our friendship and other people in our group are going to hate me. In parentheses, we have all been friends for six years now from college. And as a side note, I don't know if this should make me feel better, but other people in our group have also hooked up. I was visiting him and our other guy friend, so we had to hang out the next day and everything seemed fine, but I'm worried that going forward he might pull away from our friendship. I feel like if I communicate this to him, it might just emphasize that I can't keep it cool and I'm letting it affect me, but if we just push it under the rug, maybe we can continue on normally. I don't know what to do. Please help me. This question kind of cracks me up because I feel like we're all living the same life. Like, my friends here in L.A., a lot of my guy friends I hang out with, I have known since I met this group, along with my friend Iman, when I was 21. I was in college in Texas, but I was interning out here in L.A., and I used to hang out with a lot of guys that, like, it was, like, literally the football team of UCLA. And then my friend Iman, who has been on the podcast, and a lot of those guys have gone, like, remained friends over the, over the years and stayed in Los Angeles. So I've known some of them and, like, hooked up with, guys that are auxiliary to them and like a few of them not a few of them one of them when I was in college and then like that guy's cousin ended up being my best guy friend and then like my girlfriends have also hooked up with that guy and then our group is so incestuous <laughs> for lack of a better term and it's very interesting to watch it all unfold over the last eight years so I know exactly the vibe that you're talking about like 
you feel weird, but then you also look up and you're like, well, they hooked up with them and they hooked up with them. And then my friend hooked up with that guy that I hooked up with. And like, it is so insane. So anyway, I personally laugh about it if this happens to me. Like in recent times, I have made out with one of our guy friends like twice in public at Winston House. It's my move, I guess. If you're here in L.A., if you saw that, no, you didn't. So I have done that and I will joke about it after and I'll be like, hey, remember when we like platonically made out (laughs) and we just laugh about it? So I'll acknowledge it in a funny way like that. But I know I can acknowledge it like that with him because he also has that same same sense of humor and we all think it's funny. There are some interlinkings between the group that we couldn't laugh about so much because there there was more like of a feeling involved in those situations. So. It's hard for me to answer this. Mainly, I just want to put it on here because I wanted to be like, hey, I feel you, my friend. If you feel weird about it at all, I would, as much as I'm so upfront about everything and so honest and I have to say the things that are in my brain, in this situation, I probably wouldn't say anything about it at all unless it's the kind of person you can joke about it with. If you cannot joke about it with them, then, then I wouldn't say anything at all. I will use another example. I hooked up with a guy I'm now very good friends with when I was 21, so eight years ago. And since then, he has hooked up with a number of my friends. And it's honestly, like, to me, funny, and him and I will joke about it. We'll be like, remember that one time we banged <laughs> eight years ago? <laughs> or if someone's like, hey, P- hey, Peyton, like, this guy, like, thinks this of you. And I'll be like, oh, we already banged. Eight years ago, it's fine. I'll bring it up like that as a funny joke. Again, I can do that with this person because it was eight years ago and it is funny. And we never hooked up after that ever again. That never even was a consideration, is never going to happen. So that's why I can joke about it. So I think my final answer here is if you can joke about it, I'd make a joke about it. Maybe wait a little while and make a joke about it. For me in this situation, I would be extra, extra, extra platonic (laughs) to be like, okay, then maybe that's not happening again, ever again situation. And I like to make that extra clear with my guy friends. If there has ever been anything that's happened between us, whether it's a hookup or we just like made out one day or whatever, I like to be extra bro-y to them after that. Like I'm like, I try to give them the ick, honestly. (laughs) That's one of my main things I do. If I, if a guy is talking to me too much, And it's a guy that I know is going to be around because he's like a friend or like something of that nature or he's a friend of a friend. I will on purpose try to give them the ick. (laughs) And the things that come out of my mouth when I'm trying to give the ick are so ridiculous. And it's worked on some people, but it's wild. The things you can look into a man's eyes and say and have him still think that you're attractive and still be trying to hit on you. I have said the most douchey, absurd things to men in my life to be like, this is going to get him. He, he's going to stop talking to me now. This is going to be great. Wonderful. Because like, I can't be, I don't want to be mean to someone I'm going to be around. So I have to say something that makes them think I'm disgusting or horrible, like a horrible person. And let me tell you, it rarely works. Like maybe it'll work during the conversation, but they always come back around and then continue. I'm like, did you not hear what I just said to you? <laughs> I let you dead in the eyes and said the worst thing a person has ever said ever. (laughs) And you laughed and you were like, ah, that's great. What? What are you talking about? So that was my, that's usually my thing. If that ever happens, I try to be extra bro-y with that guy to be like, that was a one-time thing. Let's be very clear about that one. All right. But again, all roads to me, let some time pass and maybe make a joke about it if you can. But I would initially let the time pass for a hot second. And that's my non-answer answer to that question. My answer to that was, well, if you can let it, if you can joke about it, then joke about it. But if you can't joke about it, then don't joke about it. But then (laughs) push it under the rug. But then maybe let some time pass and push it under the rug and then you make a joke about it. So that's really my answer. That's what that boiled down to. Oh, that's so funny. We all do really live the same exact lives. I love these questions. Thank y'all so much for submitting. If y'all want to submit to Ask P, you guys can use the links in the description. There's an Ask P one along with a couple other little boxes to submit to. Thank you all so much, as always, for your questions. Uh, If you guys want to like DM me and ask me a question, because sometimes I have questions in my DMs that are like 
lengthier that I feel like I should do more on a podcast. If you have DM me a question, I have not answered it because maybe I just didn't see it. Submit it on Ask P because I'm more likely to answer the Ask P questions in like a thorough way than on Instagram. So go ahead and do that. Come find me on Instagram as well. So you can go to Beyonce with me this weekend and do Iman's little birthday shenanigans on Sunday. What else can I tell you? Oh, note to self merch is still available. Also using the links in the description. I love seeing you guys in your merch. Recently, I have gotten a new Lucky Tee and a new 222 Tee and cropped them, which I'm loving. So I have my bigger ones. I wear a 2XL for like the oversized t-shirt like fit. And then I wear the large and crop it if I'm cropping it just for reference. Otherwise, I hope you'll have an amazing week and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.